episode 12, aka season 2, episode 2 of the It's Always Something podcast produced by my guy Hurley and Big Night Media. What's up, sir? Hey, yo. What's my, good? My name is JD. Let's start off by saying free Britney. Let's just start off by saying that. Yes. How are we going to let Bill Cosby out of jail before Britney? Well, I mean, Britney's not in jail, but she's in a mental jail right now. Mm-hmm. So free Britney, first of all. And a couple weeks ago, I DJed a Britney Spears bar crawl. And I will tell you that Stronger and Lucky, other than We Found Love, which we went over last episode as being the greatest song ever made. Yes. I will tell you that Stronger and what song did I say? And Lucky, Lucky. are the most fire pop records ever. Okay. I'm telling you. Not even like her, like real popular stuff. Those are like, those are, I'm not going to call them album cuts, Okay, but yeah, those, I mean the, the Britney bar crawl that I did was so ill and so much fun. Doesn't it sound like fun? It does. Right. It does. Actually, a friend of mine the other day was saying that he really wanted to do a full on Kesha. That would work too. Bar crawl. Yeah, that would work. And I mentioned that you, you did stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned I, I did know. stuff like that. What the fuck is that supposed to well, mean? No, you do I'm like not, the, <laughs> the fangirl drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dance Sheesh. theme nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the, that Britney bar crawl was so lit a couple weeks ago. And also, I want to say that I'm very humbled to have a washer and dryer in my unit whenever you know i just i have to be appreciative of that because if you if you don't live on the east coast or you don't live in a super big city you don't appreciate having a washer and dryer in your unit until you have to use a community one i know that's first world problems but man i was on the fifth floor of my last apartment and i just remember having to go up down up down you know or even if you have to go to a laundromat too then you just gotta like kill two hours of your time yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I am very humbled and thankful that I have a washer and dryer in my place. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Um, the subscriptions, especially like on YouTube and stuff, are going up. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Please like, review, comment, all that stuff matters. I'm trying to take this bad boy to the moon. So if you have a few seconds, go ahead and do that. If you're already, you know, have the auto downloads, I appreciate you being a fan and just taking the time out of your schedule to rock with me. So. I've been doing, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I've lived a great life in this industry. I've had nights that are incredible and I've had some nights that are, that are not so incredible. You know, I've, I've had some memorable experiences, experiences and some not so memorable experiences. I've gotten a swirly as an intern. That's a, a whole nother story. Uh, I've DJed in places where none of my friends have shown up. You know, like I just, yeah. you know, you, you, you're starting out. Even when I was starting to get some good gigs, I was just doing spots that, you know, my, my friends weren't accustomed to going to. And, you know, they were random restaurants or places that were just far away, not in like the core of where you would go mm-hmm. out. I've been in, you know, I've DJed places, you know, where there have been shootouts and fights. Maybe that's why my friends never showed up to any of my gigs. They're like, hey, man. Really just enjoy living. Not to die. Yeah. Yeah. Just- <laughs> Let us know if you come back. You yeah. know, um, but you know, I've had to pay some dues. You know, I've worked overnights. I used to work in college. Um, at the time, my shift was Saturdays from four to ten a.m., which was brutal. I don't wish that shift 
upon anyone in any industry ever. So I'd like party at night and then I'd like, <laughs> I would go, you know, to, to board op, which, and if you don't know what a board op is, I would go into the radio station and I wouldn't even talk, wouldn't talk on the air. I would just make sure that the radio station was up and running and functioning. Hurley, uh, we both worked at the, the same radio station. So Hurley knows exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're chilling basically. You're literally just trying to stay awake. Mm -hmm. And I, I have like PTSD when I think of five hour energy drinks, I can't view them the same anymore. Yeah. So my shift was four to 10 on Saturday AM and then on Sunday, 1 to 6 a.m. So, oh, man, no, so yeah. you didn't even have either of your weekend nights. Right. It was brutal. Oh, it, was some, it was tough, you know. And so I've sacrificed a great deal of my personal and my uh, social life in order to get to where I'm at right now, a.k.a. this very moment, because I've also had some unforgettable experiences, you know, in my lifetime. When I, whenever I need to come out with a book, to get me popping, I'll, I'll publish all of those stories in a book. Cause I, I don't want to, mm -hmm. I don't want to blow my load here on episode twelve. Yeah, because there's so much. I gotta tease. Yeah. There's so much to talk. Maybe that's about. like a season five kind of. Yeah, that's thing. more of like yeah. a season five, yeah. season <laughs> six, you know, for sure. Um, and because I, I have to tell you, last week, Lil John gave me a ride home from the club. I'll say it again. Because it doesn't sound like real life to me. Lil John gave me a ride home from the club last week. Now, I have to tell you before we get into all this about how I feel about Lil John. Other than being an icon, Get Low is probably one of the biggest songs of all time. Other than We Found Love. I just have to yep. mention that every mm -hmm. time. But, you know, um, yeah, Turbulence. Snap your fingers. You know, think of like all the little songs that Lil John is on or have been a part of. You know, I mean, he's really stood the test of time as far as a musician is concerned. He probably has the most ideal career, right? Would you agree with yes. that? <laughs> I mean, he has the most iconic voice. Too. Turn down like for what? Can, exactly. Like as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah. We're going to get to that in yeah. a second. Okay. Um, I had, and you know, he's, he's a part of it in the DJ community, these things called party breaks that you would play in between songs, you know, single ladies, put your hands up, you know, just kind of things that flow you down the turn up river, mm -hmm. right. As you're, as you're out at night. And so I have, I counted 737 Lil John songs in my laptop. Now, some of those are instrumentals. Some of those are acapellas. They're not all like Lil John songs, but wow. in total, I have 737 different things with Lil John's handprints on them. Out of how many? Do you know uh, how many? I, in my laptop, I have around 40,000 songs. Oh, which okay. I had way more before, and then my laptop got stolen, so that's what I've recouped. Wow, okay. So those were just Lil John stuff. And I also have met Lil John before. As If you're watching on YouTube, I have the picture of me and Lil John, which... If you're just looking at it, and I'll post it up, it looks like we're in Home Depot, and I'm asking him, hey, man, are you looking for patio furniture, too? Or do you know you know where, where the cabinet section is? So it looks like we're in a Home Depot, but I interviewed him nine years ago at ASU, where I went to school, and it was this, was, this picture was taken at the ASU bookstore next to what's called the SRC field where, you know, intramurals wouldn't happen, you okay. know, intramural stuff would happen. It was just the giant field. You play football. 
softball, you know, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. So he played this random pop-up show. No one knew about it except for me because, you know, they hit up the record label and, you know, hit up the radio station. And then okay, we yep. knew and set up the interview. So I knew he was going to be out there. But he legit set up under a tent. Uh, they set up under a tent, and Lil John just showed up. And, you know, there's so many people walking around campus. I think they were anticipating Lil John is here. But it's not like that we didn't have the technology that we do now where if you saw a tweet or you saw an IG story or something like that, you're like, yo, we got we to gotta <laughs> fucking go to the, the SRC yeah. right now. So it's way different. But there was enough people there where it was fun. Built but, up crowd. But it wasn't like, you know, what it could have been for sure. Yeah. You know, Um and so I interviewed him at the ASU bookstore right next door, like in this little room. And uh, and so you had mentioned that he can hype up anything. And so I found the interview that I did with him because it wasn't through the ra- it was through the radio station. But my friend did the interview and he was talking about how he can hype up anything <laughs> like you were mentioning. Yeah. And he go and he was basically explaining I could hype up. So you know, having some eggs in the morning. So listen to this. But I can I can hype up eggs. You know, I can be like, eat some eggs, bitch. eat some eggs, bitch. eat some eggs, eat some eggs. And you know the worst part about that, and this is how you know times have changed, is that my friend Rico, who edited that video, played a little John song. As if we didn't need to hear the audio to my interview. Like he played two or three actual little John songs, like at a volume where you'd be like, yo, can you turn this shit down? Yeah. I'm trying to hear what's popping in the interview. So I had like a really fun interview with him and I was trying to get him to say, uh, cause you know how you hear a lot of the times DJs say, put your fucking hands up. Mm-hmm. I tried to get an acapella of Lil John saying, put your fucking hands down. Oh. And that was like, that was my whole thing that I tried to do during the whole interview. Yeah. And so I'm going to post the clip of him basically saying, you know, you need to have a, a reason to do that. You know, like if it was a right guard commercial or something <laughs> like that, you know, put your hands. And I actually got him to say it, but like. It was an accident. It's not like I could use it for anything, oh, but man. he he was not a fan of it, right? Okay, so let's cut to Saturday night, last Saturday. Okay. My homie Vice is in town, friend of the program, first guest on the podcast. JD, get off his nuts. All right, he's my friend, so <laughs> try again. So Vice was in town DJing this spot called The Grand out here, this awesome club that Big Night owns. And so um, it was my first night out at The Grand since the pandemic. Cool. So I haven't been out. I've DJed some spots, but I haven't gone out to like one of the club nights here at big night. And so vice is DJing and we're chilling outside. We had just had dinner and little John was DJing this spot called memoir, which is also owned by big night, which is at the encore casino that I live by. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're chilling outside of the grand. We had just had dinner and the owner of big night here, Randy, he goes, Hey, you know, you mind waiting 10 or 15 minutes? Not to me, because remember, I'm just, a, I'm, I'm on the side, okay? I'm in the gutter. Yeah. Um, and he asked Vice, he's like, hey, Vice, you know, do you mind waiting 10 or 15 minutes? Little John is going to come. And Vice goes, oh, John actually wants to come through? Like, you know, they've had these conversations all the time. <laughs> he's like, John, yeah, 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 we'll wait, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm like, okay, so I'm about to walk into a club with Vice and Little John. Just that, I'm going to let that just marinate for a second, Okay. And so Vice and Lil John go way back. Even in that interview I did at ASU, Lil John mentions Vice and DJ Five and a bunch of these 
DJs that he really respected that were that play in Vegas. Wow, they've cool. been doing it for a very long time, and so so has Lil John. And I remember during the interview that this was a time where, like, maybe Lil John was a DJ for a long time, but to to us, if you were just an outsider, you'd be like, Lil John fucking DJing? What? <laughs> it's kind of like it's one it, you not it wasn't a gimmick because he had records. It was really smart, but you just weren't thinking Lil John as a DJ. Mm-hmm. So that, there's a little bit of context, and so they go back. And, you know, they, they still DJ in Vegas now. So we're waiting for him to pull up. And we're going to walk in together. And let me be so clear. This is not normal life for me. Okay? <laughs> like, the, me walking in with them doesn't make any sense to me. You know, now I've been in these situations a lot. More than a lot of people. I'm very aware of that. You know, I've been doing radio. I've DJed for artists. I've DJed uh, clubs where big artists have come in. I've been in these circumstances before. So I know how, I know a little bit how to act, mm-hmm. right? As far as just being not like fan, like, yeah, like super picture, fanning out. Yeah. yeah. And like really just making the artist uncomfortable mm-hmm. talking to them about dumb shit just to like, for the story, there's a time and place. So, you know, it's, it's a respect thing at the end of the day when these artists come in, it's just like, dude, act like you've been there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, I, that's where I stood with, with that situation. Like, I was just like, all right, like I've chill, you know, I've, I've been in these situations before, but I'm not going to act like I'm, you know, I'm a peasant, you know? So I'm not going to act like this shit is just ho-hum to me. Cause inside I'm like, we're about to walk in the club with yeah, Lil yeah. John. We're <laughs> waiting for out. Lil John. <laughs> We're waiting for him. So we walk in, and it's just us at the table next to the DJ booth. It is me. It is my my girl Kristen or sorry uh, Crystal, who's engaged to DJ Echo, who travels with Vice. She's gonna crush me for saying Kristen. Um, <laughs> And, you know, so Echo makes sure that the equipment and everything is good for Vice, maybe for social media stuff is getting stuff for his IG, just kind of like yeah. a, a road manager mm-hmm. type vibe, making sure no ratchet ass people in the club are spilling drinks or getting near him or talking or whatever. So that's like his job. So it's me, Crystal, and Lil John, just us at the booth. <laughs> and I'm talking, when I mean just us, I mean just us all night long. Wow. All night long. And I'm telling Lil John that tell me when to go change my life by E40 because he made the beat. He's made a, a ton of staple records and been a part of so many songs that were such a huge part of my life. And so, you know, I'm asking him if he remembered the interview. I'm asking him if he remembered me giving him the acapella, asking him to do an acapella of put your fucking hands down. He was not a fan of that. He clearly was like, you're a fucking idiot. Did he remember or no? He did remember. Oh, because, wow. Yeah, he remembered because he knew someone, obviously, who got him the gig at ASU. Yeah. And so he remembered it. I'm not sure if he necessarily remembered me, but he did remember okay. playing because it was such a random thing. Yeah. <laughs> so if I were him, I'd probably remember it. And, you know, 18 to 20-year-old me, fuck it. Even 25 to 30-year-old me is, like, wilding out. Yeah. It's just us so, in the booth. So Lil John just, like, showed up to Memoir by himself? Like No, he, he showed up to kid? the Grand by himself. Oh, so okay. He came still to the, the Grand yeah, at this So point. he's okay. playing the following day. I should, did I say I see, that? I see, I okay. play, He was playing the following day, Sunday, at Memoir. Okay. So yep. he wanted to come out and just show Vice some love. Gotcha. And so, you know, with when artists come in, you've you've seen it everywhere. It's just chaos. You know, there's people drinking, there's people popping bottles, there's girls everywhere, there's there's shots being poured. It's just chaos mm-hmm. when artists come in. Yep. And 
you know, people are drinking tequila and partying, you know, and I have my special earplugs in because I care about my future. Yes. Vice is DJing. And it was the most relaxing night I've ever had <laughs> at a nightclub. <laughs> because, and, you know, after the club closed, we were in the most, in the most casual social circle of, of all time. It was like me, Vice, Crystal, Echo, and Lil John, And we were talking about how 1942 pairs really good with oranges. Like the citrus is okay. meant to, you know, he was saying that a lot of the tequilas, when you have the lime, it kills the taste buds that are supposed to make you enjoy tequila as if tequila is supposed to be good ever in any situation. It is fucking Satan in a glass. But he wasn't wrong because, you know, we're drinking, 19, just follow me, okay? I'm pretending like I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> We're drinking 1942 with an orange. I, I don't drink tequila on the ice. I am, I am just so not being me. And, you know, we have this conversation for like a half hour after the club close. And <laughs> so I'm like floating you know we're talking about the science of shit and you know i'm I, i'm not like i'm buzzed i'm not hammered okay so i'm definitely buzzed in a good in a good way and so here's why i'm floating because do you realize the kind of asshole that i need to be or i would need to be in order to think like a night like this was normal you know yeah i'm not gonna come here and act like this is that just was a sad, that was a Saturday for yeah, me, you know, working for day. Big Night, working for Big Night Media. This is just kind of, you know, is what we do. Yeah. You know, we wait for Lil John. Yeah, just, you know. You don't even call him Lil John, John. I call him John now. Just, yeah. yeah, we are friends. We have, we have the same name. It's like, you know, I just say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm Silent H. You can call me Silent H because I'm John with J O H N." Another thing I'll regret saying later. So, yeah, I'm not going to pretend like partying in a booth with with little John is my fucking life. You know, like here's my life. I wasted an entire Costco size bag of spinach two weeks ago. And I mean I absolutely had maybe a handful or a couple breakfasts. Those big ass bags from Costco wasted it all. Mm -hmm. I had to throw it away. The, it. That's that's my life. <laughs> that's what on a day to day basis, those are the problems I'm dealing with. And so I'm not, you know, I'm not going to act like this situation, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said before, you know, I'm a little bit more used to it, but doesn't, it doesn't mean I'm not aware of someone who I see on TV all the time, who I play in the clubs all the time, uh, you know, play their music all the time. Nothing prepares you to just kick it with someone of his stature unless you live that life, mm -hmm. you know? So I recognize that it's tight. Yeah. So let's, let's. Fast forward then to outside where the good stuff is happening. We're outside after Ubers and Lyfts are awful everywhere. Yes. You know, it's expensive. You're waiting forever. Um, and so I live maybe 10 minutes from the Grand. And I live by Encore where Lil John is playing the following day. You guys see where I'm going here? Uh, yes, I do. So, you know, it's it would be expensive. It would take forever to find one. I'm anticipating I'm paying forty five to fifty dollars to get home somewhere that's ten minutes away. Yeah. And little John has his black car, you know, the Escalade or whatever it may be to take him back to Encore. And I live pretty close by. Everyone following where we're going here, and and so I'm already thinking what you're thinking in the car or wherever you're listening to the podcast. 
And Vice goes, you know, you good? You know, we're we're dapping up. We're saying later. I was like, yeah, just I got to wait for this Uber. And he goes, well, Lil John is staying next to where you live, right? Like, why don't you just ask him? <laughs> so if we're recapping, DJ Vice wants me to ask Lil John for a ride home because he's close to where I'm at. Like, Vice. Who the fuck do you think I am to ask little John? John. Yeah. Hey, can I get a ride back? <laughs> I know. You're like, in what world vice do you think I live in to be able to, uh, to ask him that? But here's the, here's what I was thinking, Hurley, is that you know how celebrities wanted to be treated? They want to be treated like normal people. And yeah. so... This is what normal people would do. If you know someone, you've been hanging out with them all night, be like, hey, you know, you're on the way. Would you would you mind taking me back? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like a few years ago being like, hey, uh, Tom Brady, I also live in Brookline. <laughs> do you mind just dropping me off? We'll save on gas. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and you know, it's not a bad idea. You know, it's not a bad idea to ask him for, you know, a, a ride back. And there, there wasn't like people, you know, anyone from an entourage or girls or anything mm -hmm. were coming back with us. I mean, I don't get chicks anyway, but you, you get my drift. And so <laughs> I would have felt more comfortable asking him for 50 bucks, you know, like, and just be like, hey, Ubers cost a lot. Do you have like cash on you yeah. or, you know, a crunk cup that <laughs> I can exchange for a ride back? In a perfect world, I feel like this is how the conversation would go. I would ask Lil John, "Hey, you mind uh, giving me a ride back?" He would say, "What?" <laughs> because he couldn't hear me. Because he didn't hear what I'm saying, so I would have to ask him again. Did you guys hear that yeah. the horn outside? Exactly. And that's Lil John, actually. He's, that's Lil John. He's yeah, I'll be right now. He's actually yeah. going to pick you up from here. Yeah. <laughs> so he would, you know, he would say he would say that, and then I would ask him the question again. You know, can you give me a ride back? You know, I live by Encore, and he'd go, "Okay." <laughs> and you know, so I then I it. get I get in the back seat, and then as we drive back, I'm I feel like my breath is humming. I don't want to have bad breath around little John. Who knows? You know, if I feel like hitting the tables after at Encore, I'm feeling good. You know, if I meet a, a lovely lady, I'm gonna need some gum. Mm -hmm. So then I would ask little John for some gum, and I'd be like, "Hey, do you have any?" And he'd be like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> You Your know? little John impressions are actually incredible. They're not bad. I love them. And, and I'm not kidding. Thank you. They're very good. I hope. Hopefully he doesn't have those like trademarked or anything that I'm True. fucked and I'll have uh -huh. to delete this entire episode. Shit. But so we're like, we're still in the back seat here. This is how I'm envisioning a conversation would go. And then, you know, we would be talking back and forth, you know, how his travels have been. And I would say, you know, how was the plane ride over? And he'd go, we hit turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> and then the conversation would be over and we'd get out the car and I'd go on. Yeah, hopefully that'd be a 10 minute. <laughs> you got to really space out those questions. <laughs> yeah, let it ride in silence. Maybe he's on the phone. He's checking Instagram. He's yeah, checking so the DMs. So let's hear it. How was okay, it? Okay, so to the meet, Vice asks his manager, you know, JD lives by you. Do you mind giving him a ride back? Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, no problem. You know, I think he was giving me the eye like, Lil John doesn't know you're coming with us, so hurry the fuck up and get in the car. Oh. You know, it was like one of those things. Okay. He's like, dude, just get in the back seat. We won't even, you're not even there to us. Yeah. So, yeah, he, I got back in the back of the car, and they were the coolest people on the planet, and it was fun to be a part of that car ride home. I'll just, you know, what what's in the locker room stays in the locker okay. room. Yep. 
Understood. And then we got to Encore, and I went on my way. Wow. And I and I they and then the driver, you know, took me home. Wow. So little John, you know, so kind. So now, if anyone ever asks, did little John give you a ride home? I could be like. Yeah, yeah. You know when that com- when that question just casually when pops that, up. Hey, hey. Uh, JD, has Lil John ever given you a ride home? <laughs> yeah, he has. <laughs> so that that is my that that is what happened over the weekend. And I wish I had you know some people that were in times like this. I always I always think about. I wish you know my you know best friends or someone was just able to to witness it with me mm-hmm. and like be a part of it. And I had a friend who was actually supposed to come and ended up having to bail last minute. And I, that's the second part of why I wanted to bring, uh, if you're looking on the charcuterie board here, I have a box of frosted flakes because my homie flaked last minute. And it just got me thinking as we get into the summer here about how important it is to, and I'm not going to do a 180 here. But how important it is to not flake at the last minute on things. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm doing a, a before I go, you know, like the segments that I did here before I started the podcast, because the, yeah. the, the title of this would be, don't be a flaky McFlakerson. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what the title would be, because I'm tired of people thinking that it's, and it didn't bother me with the little John stuff, but I've had it happen to me recently. I've had it happen to me just in general before the pandemic of... People thinking that it's okay to flake on the day of, like it's it's really gotta it's gotta stop, and this goes for everyone, and it usually applies for dates, but you can really apply it mm. for everything. And you know, I just like want to make people aware of it because I like to say that I'm guilty of it, but I legit don't remember the last time I committed to something and then texted the day of, maybe even a few hours before. Yo, sorry, not able to make it. You know, it, it's become a norm. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's different. Like if something actually comes up, then sure. But I feel like in those situations, it's always like the person like never planned on coming. They were just pushing off, letting you know they they can't come until like obviously like an hour before. They're like, all right, fine. I'll text them saying I can't come, which is what I already had in my head the entire time. It's like, come on. what, what, What? what part of your brain allows that to be okay? I know. So, you no, know, I'm right with you. And I'm, and I'm, you know, pick an excuse of something, you know, something came up, I'm not feeling well, which is, which is the worst cop out because when someone says, you know, I'm, I haven't been feeling well, it's not like you could text what you're really thinking, which is bullshit. Yeah. You don't just, you don't just all of a sudden on this day feel like not well. And, you know, or I forgot I was supposed to do blah, 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 or I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. It's just so, wildly disrespectful to flake on the day of, even if it was a few hours before. And to be clear, I'm talking about plans you've made time and place set in stone. Yeah. Cause you know, everyone has those, you know, Oh yeah, we should do that sometime. But I'm talking, you make legit plans. Mm-hmm. I'm legit, legit plans with whoever it may be. Sometimes it's a week in advance. Sometimes it's a ticketed event. Sometimes it's a trip. Sometimes it's a date. Sometimes it's, it's a, a friend's birthday party, a gender reveal, a club, a brunch, golfing. You want to throw an event in there, Hurley? Mm, bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. Throw <laughs> it in there. It, or an event that, or something that requires a credit card to be on file. Oh, okay. You know, something where you can't, There, you're with your, Less in the 24-hour window. 
Okay. In order to cancel uh, the reservation, yes. yep. so like someone had someone has to eat it. Remember, I was giving Bemo shit on a pri- uh, previous episode of how he bailed like, yeah, out on the right. Red Sox game right. and how the, his ticket was like fifty something dollars, and we had, we couldn't find anyone to go with us. You know, of course, a friend would have gone with us if they didn't have to pay. Mm-hmm. But it's like we're trying to find someone who will also pay fifty six dollars to come with us to the game. It's like, well, that's fucking rude you know i'd be like no yeah if you're asking me for free then sure mm-hmm. so you know like, and, and just don't because you're what you're really doing is you're ruining the energy the excitement the anticipation for the other person or people that you've committed to the plans to and more importantly you've ruined time it's something that we all value right everyone's talking about how we value our time. Mm-hmm. So you're you're taking out the you're taking away that energy or that energy that you were so excited for and built in anticipation for however long it may be. And when someone just bails out, like everyone in their car, wherever you're listening, you know what that feeling is like. It's like a sinking feeling. You're just like fuck, dude. They also miss out on the opportunity to get driven home by Lil John. So I guess that that is the uh, cherry on top of the ice cream right there. It's like. Look what you missed out on. Look what you missed out on. We were legit in the fucking booth by ourselves. We could have done whatever we want. Nothing. It was, it was a buffet of tequila if we want. Every it was. Oh, it's shit you dream of, man. Like I'm telling you, this is not normal stuff. That's why you don't flake you know? out. Yeah, right, right, right. And so, um, basically, what I, because flaking is not part of the self care handbook. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You know, if you're going to flake, give a genuine, honest reason how you were saying, yo, I had a really bad day. Yeah. I had a really bad day at work. I had something came up. I'll explain later. Or, you know, I need some time for myself. I I just, you know, I was really thinking that I could do it. Tonight's not the night. But then, you know, I feel miserable. But here's a Venmo for a beer. Or, you know, I made plans for us to go next Wednesday. Are you free? Does that work? Yeah, you know it. You know the next BMO, the next Red Sox game is on me. <laughs> I, I'm talking about following up with specifics because if you're gonna flake, at least give some specifics. Mm. So you're not making the other person who you bailed on feel like a complete piece of shit. Yeah, because it's not. And you know what? To be honest, I, and I got no problem being vulnerable here. Majority of the time, when I've like asked a girl out, and I know this has happened to women too, which is really. Uh, surprising to me. I don't know why it's surprising to me that a lot of guys do it too. But I've, you know, invited invited girls to Bruins games, right? And, you know, I tell them a couple days before and then three hours before they're like, oh, by the way, you know, I'm so sorry. Please don't hate me. I can't make it. I'm like, where, what the fuck am I supposed to do yeah. with two hours left? Yeah. And it gets me hot, dude. It gets oh, me man. heated. Yeah, because you're excited and it could be just with it. And the same goes if I were to have brought a friend. Yeah. Cause now you're in this chaotic vortex of having to fill that opportunity in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just annoying as fuck. Like, especially for, I feel bad for people that are dating on both sides that someone just bails out last minute. Well, it's also like from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you are, the planner in the group. I'm not. Oh, you're not. But I'm just saying there there are some tight things that come up that, you know, I, I do thrive on being spontaneous. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like, 
you know. No, uh, but I just mean like in your friends group, you are the one that that like. Normally, I'm the right? one with tight shit coming up. Like, hey, little John yeah. is going to be in the. Well, we, we didn't know, but hey, we're going to be exactly. going to dinner with Vice. We're going to be doing all these things like behind the scenes. You know, we're going to have a good night at the club. Right. So it's the worst yeah. situation for you because it's like they're just the ones just like sitting back, just being like, hmm, do I feel like doing that? It's like nothing would happen if it wasn't for you actually trying to make things happen. And then they just get to sit back and all their freedom just be like, Eh, I don't feel like it. <laughs> and like, yeah, I, know, I mean, the same thing happens with my friends too. It's like, I don't think we would, if I had it, if I don't make plans at some point, I don't think we would have seen each other in like five years <laughs> just because like they Everyone would just sit back and just wait for me to, to do something. And then, then at that point they get to choose whether or not they want to do it. I got you. Yeah. I'm following. It's just like, it's a, worst situation for you as well because it's like yeah you're making all these sick plans i just everybody just gets to choose what they want to do like the day of yeah i know like a few hours before you're like you do realize i I made a reservation or like you know i have these tickets or and it's not just me i feel like i'm speaking on behalf of multiple people choose a scenario Mm -hmm. you know how however it is that you know it fits into your schedule and you know i was contemplating early on doing some research of you know, why millennials flake or why Gen Z is flaked more than others. But I actually have figured it out myself. I figured out that people suffer from what I'm calling trash bagonitis. <laughs> they don't know how to not be a trash bag in order to just, like I said, come up with some specifics, just be human. It's okay. Yeah. But don't have plans for a week or and it's not even i'm telling you right now it's not tight to be that person it's not cool and i'm I'm, and i'm not i want like i'm being serious but with like a grain of salt like in some Mm -hmm. humor it's not fucking tight to be the person that's known for flaking for shit that's how you miss out on opportunities in your life whether it's a meeting or whether it's maybe someone is trying to surprise you with something and they put a lot of effort in and then you wanted to bail last minute and all those, all that energy that they put time in to do something for you. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, once you become that person, you're just not going to get invited to things anymore. Yeah. And, 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 not worth and you're not even, it. and you're not even a bad person. You're yeah. just like, uh, you're just known for that. And I just think you, you miss out on so many things in life what could have been, whether it's a conversation or this is how I, this is how I, sometimes I live my life. Sometimes I enjoy, even if it's against, you know, me, if I'm tired or whatever, I'll go because I never know what kind of conversation I'm going to have or what I'm going to hear. That's going to change my life or help me with some direction. Or if someone has a perspective on something, or if I just need a night out Mm -hmm. when you're a flake, you're just, it is not what you need to be known for. It's just, it's wildly, like I said, rude and disrespectful. Yeah. And I just don't think people know how to say no in the moment. Just because say everything, no. It's that yeah. you're being fake as fuck at I that know. point. Like, I get it. There's a, there's a small talk way to be like, we'll figure something out. I'm talking concrete plans. Yeah. Bailing on concrete plans the day of, hours before, the same day. You throw off fucking everything. So just stop suffering from trash bagonitis. There's no cure that I'm aware of yet. 
for trash bagginitis. Other than just not failing, I yeah, guess. Yeah, stop right? being Flaky McFlakerson unless you're going to change your fucking name to it. <laughs> I'm turning up like Lil John for no reason. Yeah, this is... <laughs> for no reason. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> I'm going to create some merch that just says the word flake. I'm going to... I'm, I'm dead ass serious. I'm going to sell it in the store uh, on bignightshop.com and I'm just going to... I'm going to make a shirt Um I'll make a hat. I'll put. I'll get some stickers. I don't know. I'll create something, and it's just gonna say "fucking flake." Well, not "fucking flake." It's just gonna say <laughs> "flake," and you're gonna buy it for your friends. <laughs> Commit, people. When happy you, birthday. Happy. <laughs> yeah. You Actually, are. They wouldn't be there. You are what you wear. <laughs> I don't know how you give it to them. They probably would never show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure you're home at around this time and yeah. they, they flake on going home. Oh, that's good. Yeah, just commit. That's all I'm saying. I just wanted to go on a small tangent okay. on that. You know, like commit to subscribing to the podcast. You see how mm. they tied a bow on that? Mm-hmm. Like, rate, subscribe. This has been episode 12 of the It's Always Something podcast. Just keep in mind, you never know if I text you if that night is going to just have Lil John be a part of it, or you never know what's brewing. So just say yes to all my shit. And then second, don't be a piece of shit in Flaky McFlakerson. Episode 12 of the It's Always Something podcast. Take it easy. Keep it true.